Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, July 12th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Colin McLaughlin, and Avery Newport, happy to have you with us. And Avery, didn't mess it up today. Hey, didn't say Nick today, didn't, uh, you know. That's, didn't stutter there. Yeah, I got it. It's, it's too... But now you can't get in a rhythm where you forget Nick when he comes back. That is And true. then you say Spencer, Colin, and oh yeah, we can't forget Nick. You can't. Yeah. Gotta catch yourself there. Hey Avery, how you doing? A couple more weeks here, a few more weeks. I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm starting to think about, you know, getting everything ready for grad school. I've got a place officially in College Park. There so, we go. Awesome. Um, Making money moves. Yeah, man. Move-in date is August 1st, which is right after I finish here. But I'm not going to move in exactly around then. You know, we'll still be you're figuring taking a, stuff You're taking out. a vacay. Yeah, that's right. I'll be uh, talking about that. on vacation in August. So we'll, we got some time before moving in the semester. The semester starts the 29th. So, you know, there's some time in between there. But well, I know somebody that's definitely going to miss you. It's Trip Tobin, yeah, Trip. Trip's my guy. He's my buddy. He's a he's Sadly, a friend of the you're show. Not be there, yeah, tonight or tomorrow. Well, I'll be here. You know, I'll, yeah, you won't be at the game though. I won't be. But I'll I probably I, be like, I, where's Avery? Yeah, I got to go to one more Legion game before my uh, my time's up here for sure. All right. Well, speaking of Legion, we will have Legion games for a uh, Legion game for you tonight and tomorrow night. Tonight's ball game is against. Uh, Bedford, Bedford, Pennsylvania, post 113. That game is set for 6 p.m. We'll be on the air at 540. They have a nickname, the Bedford PA post 113 Hurricanes um, versus the Berkeley post 14 Hornets. Hornets versus Hurricanes tonight. Battle of the H's. (laughs) Yeah, Battle of the H's. Colin, you're going to be broadcasting the game. I'll be on the call as well as, well as Aaron Byler, head coach for the Martinsburg Bulldogs, and doing some research on this Bedford Post PA or PA Post 113 team. Uh, it's pretty big competition that uh, Trip's bringing in. Yeah, just got added, and it should be a uh, high-scoring affair tonight if things go uh, like the stats say these teams uh both love the score just looking through the uh stats for uh the hurricanes there from bedford got six guys that are batting over uh 400 average wise so they got a lot of talent on that roster looking forward to seeing guys like uh laser as well as Song and shaw throughout their lineup 18 and 4 record coming in so pretty competitive team compared to uh berkeley post 14 coming in with a uh, 17 and 6 record and a six game win streak so if that win streak's going to be uh threatened with the remaining schedule i think it's uh tonight for berkeley post 14 but looking forward to seeing how they did this past weekend they looked at uh great in those two games with an 8 nothing win and a 10 nothing win so the pitching is doing well the hitting's doing well but tonight's a big test for him spencer and yeah and jason myers on the mound for the hornets tonight and looking at his stats this season only pitched eight and a third innings four games two starts faced 32 batters he's got a 1-0 record and he came in and got a save in his one opportunity he's getting up two hits five runs two earned four walks 11 strikeouts 
and he has an ERA of 1.68 is what I'm seeing here. Um, I'm trying so to do at, some quick trip, math here. Going on here. Trip ten, send me a very long text, and I was trying to read it. <laughs> Uh, but That's yeah. dead air, Spencer. Come Sorry. On. Uh, Jason Myers. I thought he was trying to send me something to talk about on the air, specifically about his game, but it's something else, and we'll get to it a little bit later. Uh, but Jason Myers is going to be on the mound for the Hornets tonight, Colin. And, uh, you know, he pitched there at Musselman last year. And this pitching staff, if you look at the bottom end of this pitching staff of innings pitched wise, you have Colin Reed under 10 innings, Jason Myers under 10 innings, Brad Smedic under 10 innings, Jack Risenweber, Riley Bubb, B- Baden Hartman under 10 innings, and one inning for Kamian Gonzalez, Gonzalez. And they could use these guys here down in this final stretch that they just haven't pitched a lot, but they they pitched pretty well. We saw Smedic come in the other day. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, see something a little similar today even though we haven't heard word from trip about that but what we saw over the uh, weekend in the game that we had was three pitchers going there in the five innings just trying to rotate even though all three of those pitchers were kind of in a groove especially Herndon there to start retiring all six batters with strikeouts next thing you know he was done and just since this game was added to the schedule and you got a lot of games coming up against uh sectional teams there for legion i would not be surprised if we probably see three pitchers again today yeah and you just saw how dominant those three pitchers there were on sunday afternoon the second game of that doubleheader uh, but berkeley post 14 season getting ready to wrap up tomorrow night they'll be home against potomac Valley post 56 and they played them the other day to an eight nothing victory in game one of that double that twin bill we only had the second game uh Caleb Edwards going to be on the mound tomorrow night got word there from Trip Tobin last night and he's uh had he came on late to this post 14 team was a late addition was trying to figure out what his college coach wanted them to do this summer which makes sense uh which especially when you're a pitcher going into college uh but he's been able to pitch 15 and two-thirds innings over three starts he's two and oh uh gave up 14 hits 10 runs 10 earned five walks 10 strikeouts and uh his era is a little bit up there but i mean he's a very good pitcher and he's just kind of run into a bad inning or two yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of him at uh, Martinsburg. Martinsburg this year when we covered Bulldog baseball games. And, uh, you know, maybe his late addition to the team is there is some time there where his college coach was trying to figure out what uh, the plan was for him this summer, that maybe he was uh, a little bit behind, you know, might not be in the in the same kind of shape as everybody else's this year, just with timing and, and all that kind of stuff. So that might have thrown him off a little bit. But without with all that said... He's still a, a phenomenal pitcher, and uh, against Potomac Valley on Wednesday, I think he's got a favorable matchup considering that um, this post-14 team was able to beat Potomac Valley 8 nothing uh, in that game on Sunday that we, we weren't able to cover. We covered the second game on Sunday, but um, yeah, very favorable, favorable matchup for him uh, on the mound. Definitely, and then this is their last week of regular season play. I mentioned this yesterday, so they'll play at kingwood post 56 on on friday night uh, at preston high school and then they'll go to a little weekend mixer uh right now on game changer has two games i believe the original schedule had a couple more so i don't know if that's how it's looking or if it's if you win both you know i'm not too sure that's going on i'd have to get confirmation from trip 
Uh, but then they have the best two out of three area tournament next week, but it's against one team. Believe Potomac Valley Post 64. That begins next Wednesday at 6 p.m. at P.O. Faulkner Park. Depending on the state tournament, we'll have that series for you maybe not game one depending on the state tournament what these local teams are doing because that will conclude on wednesday uh, of next week as well uh but if we can't do that game we'll at least get game two and if there's a game three get a game three uh for you next week uh but this legion team could be doing big things this year as then they'll go i believe to the state tournament if they win the best two out of three which if i remember correctly is in morgantown and then the the regional tournament also in Morgantown as well, um, but uh, this Legion team who started out pretty good, uh, they're never you could never really think of them as not a contender this year, uh, but they're just putting everything together at the right time. Yeah, I mean they've got great experience uh, everywhere, really up and down the lineup. Got multiple college players, multiple players who are committed to playing college, who are all uh, making contributions to the team. You know, we've talked to Trip a number of times about the depth and the experience that they have, which I think has really put them in this in this position right now. Um, you know, they they get a lot of contributions from everybody. We saw on Sunday a combined perfect game from three pitchers. Yeah, um, one of them, Brad Smedic, who who really hadn't even pitched that much this year, and he came out and just mowed down every battery faced. So, really speaks to the preparation that uh, Trip's guys put in, and. Um, you know they they just have those guys ready to play every single time and they can rely on anyone really on their bench to step up and make plays for them when they need it so yeah i think this post 14 team is in a really good spot right now to uh make some noise come playoff time yeah and i think the so 17 and 6 on the season i think those six losses they learn something from every game and as you could tell uh they gave up a bunch of runs to that leesburg post 34 team uh, in the first game they had at P.O. Faulkner Park on uh, June 15th, they lost 8-6. Their offense uh, was able to put some runs up there. But then they played him, I believe, the semifinal of that Frederick Woodbad tournament uh, at McCurdy Field in Frederick on the 27th of June, and they only gave up four runs. And their offense, you know, that was a very good Leesburg Rangers team. And I believe, looking through things, Leesburg ended up losing – their first game of the season july 4th to vienna post 180 july 4th or yeah Ju- wow. no it was july 4th because i knew that that vienna post 180 had a game the next day and i believe because i followed them from the sports mix account on their twitter and i do believe that they did end up beat vienna Why post their 180 season start that late or do you mean postseason no, Vienna Post 180 beat Leesburg Post 34. Yeah, you said that's their first game of the season. No, their f- what first game of the season? That's what you that's said. That's what you were saying. Oh. I, was, I thought you meant the June. first off. loss of the season. Okay, okay. first loss go. of the season. That, so that's, that's what was throwing us off. I'm yeah, like, I was like, wait a minute. That was Leesburg's post first loss of the season. Okay, okay. Um, from you. what I was going through and doing some research uh, last week. Uh, but, you know, to just you learn something from every loss and uh you know the constant communication that we heard yesterday that uh you know coach tobin talked about that he has with his players is definitely the brings a winning culture to anything if you communicate with your players hey how are you doing today is everything okay i know you've got other it's the summer i know yeah. you've got other stuff going on how can we help you what what can we do and you know that's that's just how you win and I want to, I'm going to say yeah. something kind of cliche here, 
and it's usually in a bad manner, went on and off the field. Uh, That's a commander's thing, but like you can win both ways there if you're communicating with your team the way that it appears that everything's going for the Hornets. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, and Trip I think has said, you win number one. Your number one win is when you can do that as a coach yeah. and coordinate everything out. Because summer league baseball's, you know, not necessarily like a high school season. It's totally different because during the summer these guys might have more time to. Go, obviously go on vacation you've got family vacations you've got jobs that some of these players yeah. do that some of these or players college have. visits other college visits like yeah. we heard yesterday they might be shorthanded tonight and it just seems like that you know trip tobin's been managing this post 14 team for long enough that it's just a well run everything's well run there well run machine yeah i agree i mean trip said it he's told us a number of times that you know, you've got to let guys know that, hey, we're not going to play you tonight or we're only going to start you for two innings or whatever. And the players got to buy into that. They got to understand that this is all for the best, you know, for the team. And I think when you get that kind of trust between manager, between staff, and between players, that really just, you know, it helps the team perform on the field. Everybody knows that, all right, this is what we have as a plan. This is what we're going to try and do for the next couple games. And if you can get guys to buy into that, uh, then it speaks to how they perform on the field. So, you know, hats off to Trip for um, for really developing that style and, and putting it in place and getting people to buy into it. Definitely, and that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, they'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, WVU uh, in the news here for uh, Hoops assistant coach, now as a head coach for a college and uh, former Mountaineer earns an all-star spot in the MLB All-Star Game. We'll talk about that and some more after this two-minute break. You're tuning in to Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Hi, I'm Aiden. And I'm Keenan, And we are Sahara Dry Basement. Are you tired of getting water in your basement every time it rains? Or worse, even when it doesn't. Water leads to deterioration and costs you money. Call Sahara Dry Basement and let's work together to fix your wet basement problems today. We use the best products available and we are so confident in our work that we give you a lifetime guarantee. That's right. We do it right the first time or the follow-up visit is on us. We also do crawl spaces, dryer vent, and duct cleaning too. To learn more, go to saharadrybasements.com. For the first time ever on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, we'll have the thrilling action of the Little League Baseball State Tournament. Hit on the ground. Spears to Hefner and Jefferson. 
is headed back to the state tournament. Join us July 15th through the 20th for our coverage of the area teams live from Oatsdale Park. Right here on your Eastern Panhandle Sports Leader, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and Comcast Channel 10. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV 10 streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page. Spencer Dupuy, Colin McLaughlin, and Avery Newport. Happy to have you with us here as uh, we get into some WVU news. Got the news last evening, uh, probably around 8, maybe night I guess you'd call it, around 8 or so p.m., 8.30-ish, saw on social media that uh, WVU is losing one of its assistant basketball coaches, Eric Martin. He has accepted the head coaching position at South Carolina State. He's a longtime assistant coach under Bob Huggins, and that was first reported by Blue Gold News on Monday afternoon. Um, I was reading the article a little bit. I guess um, they somebody from, I guess the National Search Committee for the coach for that coach there. Uh, here it is. Here's a quote from. Um, I guess it's yeah. So it's from Martin himself. Quote: A search form reached out. A search firm reached out to Coach Huggins, and they were looking for a number of someone else. Coach Huggins said, "Hey, I have someone on my staff that would be great for the job." And he said, "Usually that doesn't go anywhere, but the, that conversation." And but they reached out to me, and then we connected, as Martin said, and then he became the head coach there for uh, Southern Carol or South Carolina State. Oh, how about that? Love you the know? fact that even with a team like that, Bob Huggins just with what he's accomplished yeah. can convince people like that or influence people, I guess is the better term to use there. And well, I'm, you like that too because, you know, Coach Huggins was more than willing to recommend one of his coaches for this job. Like you love to see the head coach sticking up for his guys and and wanting them in the especially in the best guy position. that's been there since two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, for rewarding they've been together f- for the almost I think the entire time that Huggins is. Well, he's been there. He was also an assistant coach for Huggins at Kansas State in six yeah. seven. So, so for the one he play, year, he get this. He played for Huggins at Cincinnati from ninety one to ninety three. Yeah, that relationship go. is obviously strong, and for Huggins to be. In that situation, I to think, say, "Hey, I have a guy yes, that's ready I think for this also, position." is huge. And I think it also shows that Coach Huggins is not about his like he's more about people than he is about his program. Because obviously, he's seen Martin grow up basically from when he was there in college to having him come back as an assistant on his first on his staff at Kansas State, then hiring him when he went to go to West Virginia. And that just shows how selfless uh, Coach Huggins is, wanting his guy, as much as he probably wants to keep his guy on his raw, on his staff, say, hey, you deserve it. You've worked your butt off for these last 15 years assistant coaching with me. I know you can do this. And somehow Coach Huggins convinced that search firm to actually reach out because usually when they're looking for the phone number of somebody else and they give him this guy – Usually they're like, oh, they they already have that one person in mind that is mm-hmm. not the guy that Coach Huggins 
gave them the information for. So I think that just goes to show the, as much as like you don't see any emotion from Coach Huggins, he's a pretty emotionless guy. And when you yeah, hear he him cares. Like that you know, he yeah. cares about his guy. Yes, yeah, so yeah. like no, we. But like the, what he, it's it's incredibly selfless as him as a head coach, knowing how much Martin has done and does do for his program. To say, hey, this guy's got done his due. He deserves to be a head coach. I yeah, think it's it's a good way to reward loyalty. Yes. You know, Martin's been with Coach Huggins for for a number of years, for fifteen plus years at West Virginia, for the one season at K State, and then you know being a player of his at Cincinnati. I think you know Coach Huggins is rewarding his loyalty to uh, to him for a long time, and and you know letting uh, giving him this opportunity to uh to get this position and i also should say that coach martin is inheriting a south carolina state team that uh isn't a bad program at all they were only 15 and 16 last year but he needs to quickly build the roster there's only six guys on scholarship yeah so you know it's going to be a challenge for sure to uh to try and find some players but again we've talked a number of times on this show about how the transfer portal has really changed college athletics in so many ways and how you know, you really can build a team overnight by finding guys in the portal. There are, you know, thousands of players in the portal every year. And so I'm sure he's not going to struggle very much at all to uh, to find guys that are willing to play, maybe bring some guys up from the D2 level or something. Who knows? Like, it's it's much easier to build a team now than it has been in years past. And, um, you know, that's one of the hardest parts of being a first-year head coach is, well, how do I build a team? How do I get this roster to buy in? to my message, to what I'm preaching, and um, you know, how do I get guys to come into this program and play? And that's a lot easier with the transfer portal now. Well, I think yeah, he's got it, so I'm, I'm looking at these quotes here. I think he's got a great mindset uh, with one of his quotes. And um, it says, quote, We only have six guys on scholarship. I'm happy to get the job, but the first thing I have to do is find some players. Once I get some players, I will worry about getting a staff. At this point, I'm ready to be a head coach. With the MEC and with historically black colleges getting more notoriety, I feel like it is a part of the country I've never been. I'll have a new recruiting base, but everything about it is a challenge, and I've never been one to run from a challenge, end quote. And that's what I was going to get into is now there's a relationship between South Carolina State and WVU, who, even though they struggled last year, is a pity pretty big uh, basketball program with Huggins being there so I wouldn't be surprised if eventually there's possibly a even if it's just an exhibition game between those two schools or as Avery just mentioned the transfer portal is huge now so we could possibly see some transfers in between those two schools because players at WVU might be familiar with that assistant coach want to go there or somebody at South Carolina State might be wanting to move up and go to West Virginia because they know the coaching style is going to well, be similar between those two. According to 24-7 Sports, the I don't know if this is the Mountaineer site, but this is the basketball, the college basketball transfer portal. And if you go to you can select a school and see. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still two guys that, as of this moment, have not decided where they're going that transferred out of West Virginia. One of them being Isaiah Cottrell. Yes. And the other being Sine Nadeh. Nadeh. That one I don't know. I don't know either. But they do say that they've, according to this, they don't have, they have not committed yet. So that could be something on the horizon is maybe you see Cottrell go to play for his former assistant coach. 
we've seen this now. I mean, we were just talking about it yesterday with uh, Frostburg State and Shepard. It's the same situation possibly here for WVU and South Carolina State. Yeah, but uh, that'll be something big to see how he gets get some guys. I mean, you only have six guys. That's literally one more guy than needs to be on the court. Probably needs to get four or five more guys on scholarship and then bring in some other guys there to fill out the rest of the probably 14, 15 spots potentially that he would get. Uh, But congratulations to Eric Martin there for, uh, you know, getting his due and becoming a head coach in in college basketball. For a D1 program, too, nonetheless. You know, it'll be a challenge to try and build that roster, but I think, uh, you know, clearly Coach Huggins thought he's up for it. And hopefully he is. Uh, we'll keep track of him this year, see what he's doing. But I think the potential relationship there uh, could help both sides, um, more specifically South Carolina State, because if you can sign a deal, you know, to play the team, to play him, you're helping your athletic scholar or your athletic budget, yeah. which then helps you bring in uh, assistance and maybe even bring in more players on scholarship. Yep. Yeah, financially it has huge implications that are, you know, if you can get an exhibition or if you can get WVU on the schedule, then that um, that helps kind of bring your reputation and your notoriety up um, in a number of ways. And I think also, too, it helps that, you know, the South has a lot of really great high school yeah. recruiting South basketball South Carolina. Talent. Yeah, I South, mean, South Carolina, Carolina is where Zion Williamson came from, you know. There's a lot of talent down there. I don't think he's going to struggle at all to um, to build a recruiting base. I don't uh, either. And now let's transition another somebody that was once at WVU um, is the former West Virginia University pitcher Alec Manoa. Manoa. He has been named the American League All-Star squad or, yeah, the American League All-Star squad for the upcoming All-Star game. He is the second Mountaineer pitcher to ever earn a spot in the MLB All-Star game following Baltimore pitcher John Means, who was named an All-Star in 2019. Uh, he's a former first-round choice and obviously headed to his first career All-Star game. But uh, in his second season with the Blue Jays, currently holds a 9-4 and record with a 2.34 ERA, .98 whip. He is in the top eight in all of Major League Baseball in each of those statistical categories and uh, pretty big. Colin said potentially Oh, it's a- deservingly so. He's one of the front runners for the American League uh, Cy Young here this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's the starter for the uh, American League here during this All-Star game there in L.A. He was a tremendous pitcher at WVU, along with uh, John Means, who you already mentioned, that's on the Orioles, but his season uh, ended early due to Tommy John surgery. Um, but Manoa is a great player there in the ALE stuff uh, for the Blue Jays and looking forward to uh, seeing him there in the Midsummer Classic. Definitely. Yeah, I think he's got a chance to start. I would probably uh, think that Shane McClanahan for Tampa would get the start or Garrett Cole for, for the Yankees. I think those are probably the two leading candidates. Crazy how all three are in the AL, AL East. Huh? Yeah, I mean, you could make the argument that the AL East is the best division in baseball. I don't really think it is an argument. I think that's pretty clearly understood to be the those truth. Those win today, all four teams have 500 or above yeah. records. Yeah. So. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store. Any longer, cabinets and designer beddings, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into a bunch of D.C. sports stuff. Um, 
Soto, we talked about yesterday making the All-Star game. Another announcement coming out about him. The Caps are currently goaltenderless. We'll get into that after this two-minute break. You're tuned to Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. In a long time. Till I bumped into some of your friends. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. When you're looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg, Old World Jewelers for a New Age. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Hornby Media Group is your all-in-one advertising solution for businesses in and around the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. Print, radio, television, and social media platforms work together to maximize your ability to reach target demographics. Go to talkradiowrnr.com or call us at 304-263-6586 and let us design the perfect advertising package that will suit your needs and your budget. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Spencer, Colin. I did it. Come on, man. Spencer, Colin, and Avery hanging out with you today. Uh, What? I said, we miss you, Nick. You are on well, a hot We do miss Nick. Too. Nick on vacation. Believe in joining his time up in Cape Cod. He, he went to the uh, Sunday night baseball yeah. game there at Fenway Yankee Park. Yankee Sox game. That was a good Yankee game, Sox. too. It was a good I game. I, Friday, Saturday and Sunday were really good games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but enjoying his week off. Uh, he'll be back Saturday as we'll be have some Little League action on Saturday for the state tournament. But now time to get into some D.C. sports uh, stuff. Yesterday, the deadline for... Uh, Capitals restricted or all NHL restricted free agents to get offer sheets, which means uh, that when free agency opens, any time that uh, they would get an offer from a team, the Caps would have the ability to uh, come back and match or add more to that offer. And uh, after this was after trading, who'd they trade last week? Uh, VTech. VTech Vanacek. Uh, I'm always confused with their goalies for some reason. They traded Vitek well, Vanacek. That's true. <laughs> they traded Vitek Vanacek to the Devils for a second round pick, and I believe another pick there on Thursday during the draft. Um, 
Then yesterday, they didn't extend a qualifying offer to restricted free agent goaltender Ilya Samsonov before that 5 p.m. deadline, which means he becomes an unrestricted free agent and can sign with any team when free agency begins tomorrow at noon. The decision not to qualify Samsonov was a financial decision as an RFA with arbitration rights. The Capitals projected that he'd come in at three to three and a half million per year, which in their view was too much for a backup and not justified based upon his performance to date. That according to Tariq El-Bashir of The Athletic. And that means the Caps do not have a goaltender currently on their roster. I mean, I kind of... We knew this kind of was In a strange way, like the decision, because yes. I was not a fan of either goaltender last year. I mentioned that numerous times during the season where it was going to be the goaltenders that were the reason as to why the Capitals were going to struggle, and that exactly was the reason. And again, we saw another first-round exit in the playoffs for the Capitals. And I'm not really too familiar with who's going to be a free agent this year goaltending wise that might be a good veteran or somebody that could be a big splash for the capitals well they only have eight million in cap so i don't really know what they're gonna do need to probably add some guys avery sent me a message over the weekend um oh yeah that's right saturday darcy kemper might be darcy kemper could be a sign or could be a guy that also this is according to chris johnson i'm not sure exactly who he works for uh, but he says all signs point to Darcy Kumper signing with the Capitals. Uh, and he, Avery asked me for my thoughts, and I was tr- didn't really know who he was, to be honest. And yeah, he was the, the Avs goalie, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Phoenix Copley, also an unrestricted free agent this year. So literally zero goaltenders under contract. Also, uh, with free agency beginning tomorrow at noon, Marcus Johansson will hit the market. Johan Larson as well. And Matt Irwin. Michael Kempney and Justin Schultz will all hit the open market uh, with the Caps only have approximately projected cap space of $8,978,334 in cap space. Not a lot. Not a lot of room for error there. Not a lot, especially since there's a big name out there now from a rival. And uh, yeah, you and I both know, Spencer, that uh, the Capitals do love to get some guys from... Uh, the Penguins. Yeah, yesterday, uh, Evgeny Malkin said he will test the free agency waters for the first time in his career, and the Penguins remain at a contract impasse, an NHL source told ESPN on Monday. Uh, again, 35 year old, years old is Malkin. He spent all 16 seasons of his career with the Penguins. He was part of that core with Crosby and Latang. Um, Malkin won the Hart Trophy as the league's MVP 10 seasons, or 11 seasons ago, 2011-2012, and the Conn Smite Trophy as a playoff MVP in 2009. He has 1,146 points in 981 games in Pittsburgh. Um, I I think this could be an interesting get for the Caps, but do they have enough cap space? No. No. Yeah, especially not <laughs> it, having a It'd be a, a great get. I'd love it, especially since a lot of my friends are – Penguin fans, I'd hey, love we've to seen be able to get a Malkin jersey just to rub it in their faces that he's a cap now, kind of like with a uh, Haglin. Well, we've seen this before so. years ago. They actually got two players in the offseason, Matt Niskanen and Brooks mm-hmm. Orpik, both defensemen. Uh, and it's just kind of interesting that now uh, Evgeny Malkin could be the next guy to go from the Penguins to the Caps. Yeah, do you which think potentially he would... could help this window still be cracked open. 
Do you think he would? What, I mean, what kind of deal would he command? He's a thirty-five-year-old, right? I would assume that um, they wouldn't shell out a ton of money for him over a multi-year contract, right? I uh, yeah. But I don't with know. that limited cab space, I think you got to go goaltender instead. Well, if they didn't want to pay uh, Ilya Samsonov three to three and a half million per year. Sam Sonoff does not put up the numbers. No, I'm saying I, you add... Even though it's completely different positions, my point being, Malkin is a way better player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I was saying, too. But I was saying, if that's all signs point to that, I don't know that you want to pay anybody over four mil. That's I think fair. you'll have to keep it under there. Because, like, if you look at the salaries for next year, uh, Ovechkin, 9.5 mil... Backstrom nine point two million, which is going to be tough because he he's not even going to play half the year. Evgeny Kuznetsov seven point eight, um, eight million for Carlson, five point one for Orlov, five point seven five for Oshie, five point seven for Manta, five point one for Wilson, and then the rest are really below two and a half. So, I mean, you got your core guys there. Can you really afford to add another core guy that? You, you'd consider a core, you know, I would consider, add, if they added yes. Malkin, I would consider him a core guy they're adding to their team. They don't really have, be, I say that because they don't really have room for another core guy. They're only losing two guys out of free agency, and that's one guy they traded for in Marcus Johansson and then Johan Larson, and then they've got three unrestricted free agents that are defensemen, so I think they added a defenseman or two uh, this year, I don't, there's no way they re-sign Michael Kempney. He's coming off that injury, and he hasn't been the same since. So it's a big wish that, as we've just now talked about, probably won't come true. Yeah, uh, but that's you know, I think it's not as unattainable as like KD to the Wizards. That's what I was actually about to think too. <laughs> like, like, which one's more likely, Malkin to the? I think Malkin to the Caps KD is more likely than KD to the Wizards. Uh, but let's move on now. As uh, we'll talk, Juan Soto yesterday talked about him getting named to the All-Star game and comes out this morning, officially saw this last night, that it was a good possibility. Uh, But the uh, Nationals had not reported it, had not been reported by any of the Nationals beat reporters uh, until the Nats posted a graphic on their social media this morning. Uh, saying at uh, about three hours ago, Juan Soto, derby-bound yet again, back-to-back all-star games, back-to-back home run derbies for Juan Soto. He's hit 17 home runs this year. Um, And that's – Colin brings up an interesting point. Then we get the news during the show as it starts off. uh, Kyle Schwarber also named to the all-star – excuse me, the home run derby. Um, That's a lot of NL guys on this – in this – home run derby it's not a lot it's only nl yeah Yeah, the only guys that have announced are all in the national league what happened to the home run derby being four national league guys and four american league guys i think it probably changed when they went to the seating scenario but as a fan i don't like it i like to see the guys from all around the league not just one side of the league i'd even if they could set it up have the best home run hitter from each division and then do two wild cards or something yeah i like think that. it it really just depends on who wants to participate that's true because again it's an exhibition event it's not like it's a, not a requirement know. yeah it's, it's just guys who want to do it you know so i you know maybe the the format was different in the past where it allowed for a more even distribution of guys but now it's just kind of you know whoever wants to participate in it can do it and we've seen in the nba and the dunk contest we've seen it 
in the in the Pro Bowl in the NFL for like a decade now that they're just guys who don't think it's worth it to participate in exhibition all-star events and I honestly think that's probably just what's happening here is that there are guys in the AL that just would rather focus on the game or would you know are healthy would want to focus on getting healthy instead so that that probably is what's what's happening here is that you're just getting more NL guys that are available and that want to do it and don't get me wrong all the guys that have announced are great home run hitters sure yeah. the it'll pro- still be very entertaining I think it'll be entertaining to uh just this home run domination in June and July of the last two seasons by Kyle Swarber. Can he take that to the Home Run Derby? And will that affect him later in the season? Oh, I want to see a three-peat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool to go out on, but I don't know. I just think it's interesting Kyle Swarber in there after back-to-back June and July's where he's kind of completely annihilated the baseball. Let's not forget, too, that Pete Alonso is participating. He won he's won the last champion. two. He's won the oh, last two, two home run yeah, derbies. He won is it this, 19 and 21. I mean, this, you, got, you got three guys from the NL East. Yeah. You got Acuna Jr. for the Braves. Well, then you got four guys. You got every team in the NL East being represented in the whole Besides home Miami. Well, yeah, Miami. I always forget for now. Miami. <laughs> yeah. Jazz Chisholm or somebody to the, uh, to the derby. Who knows? I don't know. Brian Anderson, but... No, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see if Alonzo can go three for three. That'd be cool. I don't think there's ever been a three-peat derby winner before, so. That would be pretty cool. Uh, let's hit something else before we hit the break. Commander's 90th anniversary uh, for the Washington football franchise, because uh, that's what they're, when they talk about their anniversary, that's what they're talking about, uh, was on Saturday, July 9th, 1932, is when the uh, they formed up in Boston as the Boston Braves. Uh Last week, I believe it was Friday, they came out and announced that uh, they're going to have 90 greatest team members, and they do this every anniversary. They did the 75, then they added five more in the 80. Um, And now, when you look at the list, which started on Friday, let me see if I can pull up that list. All right, so that list included on Friday when it first came out, Champ Bailey, London Fletcher, Mike Sellers, Ryan Kerrigan, Kirk Cousins, Lavarn Turgeson, who's a player coach that he played and he was a coach at some point during his from 1955 to 83, D'Angelo Hall, Larry. Pecasello, who's the Codice Offensive Coordinator from 84 to 93, Alfred Morris, Joe Lavender, Chip Low Miller, uh, Santana Moss, Daryl Grant, Chris Cooley, and Stephen Davis. And then yesterday, uh, then there was a lot of backlash going on Twitter and stuff like that. That how could you not include? Trent Williams as any one of the greatest players, seven-time Pro Bowler. Well, I think we know during why. his time. Yes, well, they added him now. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah. yes, and then then yesterday they update the list and it has the availability for you to vote for not only Trent Williams, Robert Griffin the third. Just give the team bad PR and that'll force them to make the the right call. You know, just like with the name change. Yeah. As long as there's bad PR, then the the team will will make the change. So. My yeah, ten. They, okay, nobody asked for this, but my ten have to be London Fletcher, Ryan Kerrigan, D'Angelo Hall, Alfred Morris, Santana Moss, Daryl Grant, Chris Cooley, Stephen Davis, Chip Lomore, Low Miller, Low Miller. I don't know how many I had there. One, two, three, four, five, wow. six, seven. You just, you just naming ten. guys. Okay, so then Trent Williams. I had nine. Yeah, that Trent, was Trent Williams, Williams has to be on there. I mean, that's my ten. I don't know what your ten are, Colin. Still, I think I voted yesterday. I can't remember who I put down. But 
Trent Williams deserves to be there. RG3, I think, does as well. I don't Alfred think Morris, so. I'm kind of in a disagreement I, I with on RG, you because no. I felt like he wasn't there as long. I mean, no, I don't think RG3 deserves that because, same argument for RG3. Yes, though. that's literally what I was about to say. Yeah. He had one year, and then he just collapsed and then in that playoff game where they lost it's fault yes yes but i don't think he's the greatest player of all time from their team because of that and that's a lot of people say i think he's top 90 i think a lot of people say the injury kind of derailed his career and i agree with that to some extent but also the shanahan's wanted to change the offense in 2013 from a run-oriented to a pass-oriented offense which did not fit RG3's strengths or skill sets. And even if he didn't get hurt, I would argue that in that system that they implemented that season, he still wouldn't have been a very good player, even if he wasn't uh, hurt from that knee injury. Yes, but if you have to... There's like there's just a group of people that... Also, none of those guys ever played for the Commanders, but yes. I digress. But there is a group of people on this list that are like, must make it to me. To me, that's London Fletcher, yep. Ryan Kerrigan... Yep. Santana Moss, Daryl Grant, Chris Cooley, Stephen Davis, and potentially D'Angelo Hall. Daryl Grant or Daryl Green? No, Daryl Grant. Defensive tackle, 81. He's already in it. Yeah. Daryl Grant was a D tackle from 81 to 90. Hmm. But that's just my, like, must-make list. Because I don't know you put Champ Bailey on there. He got traded. Like, Champ Bailey's on that list. I don't know why he's on there because he was only there for four years. But I digress. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Camp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back in two minutes to wrap things up. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. An important community announcement concerning COVID-19 testing. Beginning June 18th, the drive through COVID-19 testing site on the WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center campus will be closed. New walk-in COVID-19 community testing sites will be available instead at all three WVU Medicine Urgent Care locations in Charlestown, Inwood, and Spring Mills, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tests require a physician's order for symptomatic patients. Results available in 24 hours on WVU MyChart accounts. No appointment necessary. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. When I was 15, I had a running back 
Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your July 12, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson of Phil McCoy, you can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuy, Colin McLaughlin, and Avery Newport, happy to have you with us here to wrap things up today. A uh, couple things I want to get to. Uh, I put a punny thing in my sports port this morning. Not sure how many people actually ended up hearing it. Colin did, and he actually liked it. Uh, I do a tease for the final for the morning sports, and uh, we found out the news yesterday. All day it was kind of it was rumored on Sunday night, and then kind of finally came out yesterday. Uh, Heinz Field is no more. The final squeeze for a well-known stadium name. You like that pun there, Avery? Yeah. Very good. Heinz Field is no more. Uh, the naming rights deal that started when the stadium opened, I believe, in 2000 or 2001. One, 2001. Uh, with the Heinz Food Company that was later bought by Kraft, is now the Kraft Heinz Food Company. They did not want to extend the deal. No agreement was made. I guess this got delayed a year because of COVID. Um, so it's now Acrisure Stadium. Acrisure LLC is an insurance broker and real estate services company from michigan and they have acquired the naming rights for the next 15 years something funny about the deal with uh, heinz do you know how much heinz paid in 2001 for this sponsorship deal uh probably a couple million i think right i'm gonna say half of what the current one is uh i can't pronounce that when you think of heinz what's the number you think of 43 57 57 they paid 57 million because heinz 57 oh yeah yeah. Yeah. i I don't know (laughs) <laughs> 43 that's the other commercial palomalu <laughs> troy palomalu yeah, yeah. <laughs> the heinz 43 special i don't know yeah. uh, i just thought uh i mean we covered the steelers here we air the steelers uh i can tell from all the backlash I've seen. yes that's a, i was supposed to say that from everything i've seen on social media yeah it's uh, just yeah. like you still call arrowhead arrowhead you yeah. know like you know bills fans still call their stadium ralph wilson you know, i like, until last year did call capital one arena verizon center well, that's yeah, that's a little. But bit now more. I call it Cap One, and it's actually a lot better because it's yeah. shorter. I liked that change because capital capitals. Yes, I liked it, but it was just not in my head, you know. I don't like naming rights deals in general, but well, Nationals Park doesn't like money. it either. Mm-hmm. What? All right, gotta well, make money. Got about I know, I know. got about two minutes left. Uh, apparently, so when I was walking in this morning, station owner, the mogul Mike Hornby. Uh, told me yesterday that the uh, I guess the PGA is being looked into by the Department of Justice for antitrust uh, due to this whole live golf tournament thing. Not too sure exactly what's going on, but Tiger Woods came out today and and blasted uh, everybody in the live. He said he just doesn't understand how players could give up playing in major championships. Part of the quote said something about you play golf to completely dominate the sport you don't play golf for money at least that's what he says he says i play golf because i like to play golf and i can win i don't play golf for the money uh rory mcelroy says better for the sport if the open winner is not from the live golf series so a lot of drama they don't want to be threatened by it if it's a live winner but the open the british open is not a pga tour event i know it's an open yeah but I'm saying, of course, McElroy's saying that because they don't want it to seem like Liv is competitive with them, even though it clearly is because they got the same stars. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't think it'll even last really that long. To me, it's just kind of like 
the XFL or something of pro golf. Like, it'll but the be XFL is coming is. back. I think they got so much money. Also, the USFL apparently is, in fact, going to have another money. season. So Yeah, not Brand surprised. Back. They've got Fox and NBC money behind yeah. them. So. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Also, Gronk has reiterated his retirement. He is done with football, so that's not coming back. He's not going to come back in October, apparently. November. When, He's got a month. Not when TB12 calls him. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk to you tonight, 540, 6 p.m. for Berkeley Post 14 Ornith Baseball. For Avery Collin, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight and tomorrow on the Sports Mix. Yeah.